Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening from Chiefs Concerns. Uh, this is one of your hosts, uh, Jason Dunn, uh, Mr. 8 and 9 uh, from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, coming in, we have a little bit of uh, some technical difficulties at the moment uh, with, uh, with Coach Kersey. Uh, but uh, Marcus is getting him straight here. Uh, but I've asked people to come on tonight. Uh, obviously, one of the questions, one of the big questions that we have here with the Chiefs is uh, the wide receiver room. And so when we're talking about wide receivers, a guru, somebody that understands everything about that position, who have taught the best, and I'm talking about develop some of the greatest wide receivers in the game, if not the best, uh, one of them being Jerry Rice, the other one being uh, Terrell Owens, uh, this guy right here could tell you everything that you didn't know. And so we'll get into the meat of it. Uh, just, you know, some of the complications that they have been having out there on the field, uh, some of the things that they've been doing as far as uh, some of the route running, uh, how he feels about it, you know, the development of it. Uh, Coach Kersey has been in the league for a number of years, a number of years, uh, just coaching, like I said, some of the best. Uh, recently, he had, had had been the head coach of, at USFL, Um with the dragons, I think it was the, from the, uh, yeah, Seattle dragons, XFL receivers coach 2019 and uh, the spring league, uh, with Alabama, but it's coach Percy from, uh, you know, from, from all the circles, people will tell you, uh, if you're looking for somebody who has uh, a measured understanding of, of, of the game, uh, one of those guys, one of those coaches that can get guys going, uh, one of the coaches that, Coach Al Saunders was just talking about that has the passion and the drive that real pros look for a coach like this. Uh, that would be in Larry Kirksey. Uh, and so it's going to be a real treat tonight. Uh, just kind of handling those things, talking about those uh, 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 those issues. Um, and I'm seeing on, just on Twitter, everybody's just kind of talking about some of these things, uh, talking about rotation, talking about. You know, should we use seven receivers? You know, there's too many in the game. You know, what do you think about having like maybe four guys instead of the seven? Um, you know, what, what do you think about some of the route running that's been happening? The tempo of the game. Uh, also, too, we talk about 
you know, just getting into a rhythm and just developing. Um, but I will say this. One, one of the things that I did see uh, out on Twitter was a uh, was a tweet shared by uh, uh, MVS. Uh, and I, I, I tell you this, uh, I want to commend him first off for just really just kind of looking at this head on and kind of attacking it by just saying he's going to get better. Some of the things he's going to do to kind of get him, himself uh, to where he needs to be that we can rely on him. And uh, I tell you what, man, it, it takes, you know, a lot of heart to do that, to come out here, especially under all the criticism that he's been getting in the last few days, um, obviously with uh, the drop pass that he had. Uh, but it's very important that, that we understand that these guys, yeah, they are human. These guys are not robots. Uh, they have emotions. They have families. Uh, they have children. Uh, and so he, he understands his role. Okay. And the thing about this, uh, it, I've always said, no one just playing a game. When you have fans out here, uh, you always get better with the ones that support you. Okay. Even in the wrong, even when things go wrong. And we've seen this uh, with a case in point like McCole Harmon. McCole Harmon had that, that muff punt against the Bills, kind of came on the sidelines. He was really kind of disgruntled with the whole situation, came down, and, and Patrick and, and Travis came out, and they picked him up. They picked him up. And the, 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 the attitude that, you know, guys have when you're playing out there, you understand everything's not going to be perfect. We talk about this as coaches. We talk about this as players. Is having one snap and clear. That's what it's about, and it's mean like having short memory. So then it's the same thing with if you do something wrong or you do something good. Okay, you're supposed to have a short memory so you can go back and continue to do what you're doing, being a professional and a pro. Uh, but I just wanted to commend MVS for coming out here saying he's going to get better, and I know he's going to go out to work. I know he's going to do it, and he's he's got to he's got to work hard at. Obviously, all the catches, you know, maybe getting some some extra jug machines and, you know, catching some more from 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 Travis or, or from uh, from PM 15. So I believe these guys want to get it correct. Uh, I don't really have any doubt in that whatsoever. Um, and, you know, and, and I believe it. I do. And I said this, you know, we have what we have. OK, and we're going to ride with. them. So if if you on that train with with the Chiefs and ride with them all the way to the Super Bowl then I, I would encourage you uh, to stay on it, okay, all aboard. Like I said this a couple of weeks ago, man, the, the train is full. Ain't no time for you to be jumping off and on, you know, on the train uh, being, uh, uh, you know, kind of sometime, all right? These guys do make mistakes. Things do happen. But guess what? Hey, we're going to be fine. We're, without a doubt, the best team in football, okay? Uh, this last week, if it didn't show you that we were, and even in spite of us losing the game, uh, we had this game uh, really beating them handily with the Eagles. Uh, when I looked at some of the sports shows from the Eagles side, man, they they knew they looked out. They knew it. They didn't really have any answers. And so they knew they hung around long enough to get into the game. And so they had some fortune going their way. They had you know a couple of turnovers by us uh, that they were able to capitalize on. And that's the thing. You, you know, we're, we're in a position right now where we're shooting ourselves in, our, in the foot, okay? We are our own worst enemy. The, the teams aren't doing anything to stop us. It's us stopping ourselves. That That's exactly what's going on here. Um, you know, we, we scored those two touchdowns in the red zone. 
totally different ball game. We we could have easily beat this team 35, you know, to 14, 21, easily. And so I want everybody to just be encouraged to understand what exactly we have here. And we have the guys that we need. And Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and the receiving core. They're going to get better. And the best, without a doubt, the best defense in football at this moment. And I don't believe everybody's talking enough about them either. You know, I, I kind of take it as a little disrespect because they bring all these other teams up of having a great defense, but they don't really talk about the Chiefs as having one of the better defenses in the league, if not the best. And so we always got to constantly remind them. I don't know. It's always like you got to always prove yourself week in and week out how good you are. But I think teams are kind of taking notice, even though some people don't want to give you credit. That's OK. Fine. That's all right. Don't don't see this defense coming. OK, they're actually humming. Five sacks in the first half was an incredible feat, it was an incredible feat. My thing is uh, when we come against the Raiders, this is Raiders week. Right. It's a whole different conversation now this week. We're talking about the Raiders. Okay, I'll just give you a little bit of background as far as like what the Raiders and the Chiefs really mean. It's almost like you have uh, the two toughest guys, you know, in 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 the building in school. And, you know, at one point everything was going to blow up. Right. And then finally, you kind of get there and you get out there on the on the on the schoolyard and you wonder who's going to throw the first punch. And you know, both of these guys are rough characters. You know they're going to give you everything that they got, right? This is what this battle means this week against the Raiders, okay? Um, it's never no love loss between this team. I have friends, I have family that are huge Raider fans, huge fans. Uh, but you know what? I don't like the Raiders that much. I never have. I actually went out there when I was a free agent uh, to the organization. And it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as it was in Kansas City uh, by far. But the thing is, this week, we know they're going to give us their best. Okay? They've been exploding the last couple of weeks uh, with Antonio Pierce being a head coach. Uh, he's a great player, solid guy. I'm actually happy for him being a head coach because that's really what they needed. Uh, keep trying this experiment with uh, 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 McDaniels. And, you know, these coaches come from, you know, the uh, – what we say the Patriot way, uh, this ain't working. Doesn't really work after that way, right? It only works up there in New England, uh, and we've seen that. And so uh, this this is going to be a good good contest for us to kind of bounce back and get right back on the horse where we needed to be. Uh, we got a great defense. Uh, we understand that, uh, but these guys are going to be ready. And I think because of the events of this past week, uh, these guys going to go out with a chip on their shoulder. They really are. Uh, I was saying a little bit about Travis Kelsey and how he was kind of feeling. Some of the answers he gave to the reporters seemed like the the the, the easy, uh, you know, uh, contested answers, if you will. Right? Oh, you know, we're gonna do it. Travis Kelsey is pissed right now. I mean, he is absolutely pissed. When I was watching the press of the day, I could see on Andy's face and I could see on PM15's face uh, and, and and Chris Jones. Uh, they're really tired of the questions. They, they really are. Uh, they're ready to provide answers. And so they understand that people are kind of doubting them. They understand that uh, there's a group uh, that's in, inside the building that is struggling. And they want to do everything they possibly can to get them back on track. 
And I think sometimes as fans, we got to do the same thing. Uh, we got to treat these guys with a little level of grace. Uh, we understand everything's not going to be perfect. Uh, we wonder sometimes what would it feel like if you came, if somebody came to your job and start telling you you sucked and all these different things, right? Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. And I get, hey, I understand it. Uh, this is a performance-based business. These guys get paid a whole lot of money to perform, right? But things do happen. We understand that. Uh, nothing's going to be perfect. But hey, guess what? We still got their back. So uh, with that being said, like I said, we're going to get back into a little bit more of like, uh, you know, talking to Larry Kersey. It's hoping it was going to be finished right about now, but we, we'll just kind of keep talking. Uh, we'll look in. Uh, let me see some of the negative, uh, some of the comments. So Mike Brennan said, I hate the negative comments our players receive. I was raised that if you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Uh, I agree with you, Mike. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really do. Uh, but you know what? Hey, this is where the world is, right? We understand that negativity is one of those things that sells. And people sometimes don't tune in until they hear negativity and they can't wait to give it. And so that's what this whole world with the Twitter and the social media. I mean, you got trolls out here like they they live on that. They live on the negative comments. Uh, and, and some can just be downright just ugly and rude. It really is. Um, you know, I just never really uh, got to that of doing things of that nation. I, I'm, I'm like you, Mike. I try to say, give people a level of grace that I'm not going to talk negatively about somebody because uh, I wouldn't want that, right? Uh, at the end of the day, man, we all try our best. Hopefully, we are trying our best to become better than we were yesterday. Uh, and that's what we need to do. So uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, my man on here, I'm with it. Only veteran soldiers know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Green man, we 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 understand when when guys go out there on a football field, you the you the man in the arena. The hard work that you put in, uh, day in and day out. I mean, the beatings and you know the pain that you that you go through on a daily basis, the emotional and the mental strain that you have to deal with. It sometimes you feel like the weight is on just the world is on your shoulders, right? To go out there and perform to just keep you know being your all. But this is what this business is about. It's what we sign up for. We we okay with that. We have no problem with it. But we understand what that fight is. We, you know, we've been there. We understand that. So when we talk about sometimes the negative comments come in, uh, we got to remember who's the guy in the arena, right? Who's the guy that's putting himself out there uh, to be uh, criticized. But my thing is, man, uh, look, let's keep, continue to support these guys. My man. Keys, right there. I'm stupid. They're smart. They were right. I was wrong. They're the best. I'm the worst. They're very good looking. I'm not. I'm not attractive. <laughs> I hear you, right? Deflecting all the, you know, negativity. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Right. You know, you just kind of back away. You, you pick and choose your battles. Uh, but you know, kind of like I said, going back to MBS, uh, way, and he was was really just kind of. Um, like showing, you know, how he felt about that, 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 that drop and the loss, uh, you know, I feel for him. I hated that for him. But what I do know is this, he's made good catches, some, some pivotal catches in the past. And that's what I believe he is. I believe he has that. I know he has that in him. So um, yeah, he'll get it right. They're going to go to work like they supposed to. Um, and, with that, man, we'll just we'll just make sure, man, we just keep supporting him on those things, right? Yeah, I was quoting Happy Gilmore to Chubbs for those who missed it. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Great movie. Great movie, right? 
Uh, let me see who else we got. Vegas Chiefs Kingdom. I hate the Raiders too, and I live in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, Vegas Chiefs Kingdom, there we go. But listen, I tell you what, when you're out there, you represent the Chiefs Kingdom, okay? You go out there, you're going to see all the Raiders, all the crazy costumes, right? The score heads, all the, all the, the crazy stuff that they got out there. You wear your Chiefs Kingdom stuff proud. All the arrowhead, all the things you, that you need to wear out there, you do it. You walk around there with your, your head held high, okay? You go out there and you represent us. Now, look, don't get in no fights with these jokers because, you know, they like doing all that fighting. Uh, I used to see it in the stands all the time. Them jokers out there, man, were just uh, – they, they, they some crazy folks. They some crazy folks, so Raiders fan. Uh, I told you my family, the ones that, that, that like the Raiders, I don't think them jokers are, are wrapped tight anyway. So I'm always asking, why, why are you a Raiders fan? I get it. You know, back in the day – or how Davis and those guys, what they was doing, I get that part of it. But now, hey man, you know, come come to the light, right? Come to the to to the better side, right? Come to uh to the shiny part of the Chiefs. Okay. Come see the come see the light. Okay, get out of the darkness, right? That's what we need to do. Uh keys, happy belated birthday as in person. I can't get brother. Appreciate it, my brother. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I just want to thank everybody. Who came out here to just wish me a happy birthday uh, during this time? One of my boys is his birthday, uh, Carlos Best. Happy birthday, Best man! If you're listening to this uh, this show, just want to let you know, man. Happy birthday, happy birthday, brother! Uh, known each other for a long time. I had a good group of guys. It's been some great birthdays this this past month. Like some of my homeboys, really. Uh, Jason Fur, another guy. Uh, happy birthday to him too, man. So. You know, I, I love giving those things. I, I love giving the birthday wishes because I got a lot of love uh, that time. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, I'm sitting over here. My son just sent me a picture. He got me on, on TV showing it. I love it. Son, love you. Love you. Okay. See you later on tonight. Uh, and this is for, th for Thanksgiving. Hey, look. Hey, everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be safe on the road traveling. Okay. Be safe on this road. I mean, I was seeing the traffic just, you know, when I was coming here home, everybody's trying to get to where they're getting to, okay? And look, do everything responsibly, okay? If you're going to have some sips, have a, a designated driver to take you where you need to go, okay? Do not take any chances uh, that's going to put yourself or anybody else in jeopardy, all right? So let's be smart about those things. But more importantly, uh, let's celebrate this Thanksgiving and, and, and be thankful for a lot of things that we do have. You know, family, friends, you know, our lives, um, you know, jobs. There's a lot to be thankful for. And we can't forget that. And so another one is this this team that we have. OK, seven and three. Let's be thankful for this team. All right. These guys bring a lot of uh, joy to what we've been doing. OK, uh, so let's not forget that. But more importantly, like I said, be around friends and family, uh, hug everybody, love everybody. Uh, just tell them how much you appreciate them and how, how, how grateful you are for them, too. So, good deal. Yeah, so if you had any more runs to go to the store, it's the time to do it now. It's the time to do it now. But we'll talk about, let's 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 get into a little bit more, like I wanted to talk about this defense that we had, okay? Uh, when we're sitting over here and we're talking about some of the, 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 the greatest, the young second you know secondary that we have um we just don't get talked about those guys enough 
the job that I've seen Snead do past few weeks is just absolutely remarkable. And that is taking two of the best receivers, if not the two best receivers in the game, uh, and, and putting uh, putting them in jail. I mean, he, he put clamps on these guys. And he, to me, th if this didn't solidify that we need to do something with this guy during the soft season to keep him here, uh, I'm all for it. I am. Uh, one of the most talented guys that plays corner. He can play a nickel guy. He can do it all. He can do it all. You know, bypassing all the penalties that, that guys have, not a big deal. I don't worry about that because those things are aggressive penalties. I like it. If you need to go in and you need to change a person's attitude by putting your hands on somebody, that's what Snead is doing. That's my game. I love that. I love that part of it. Okay. He's right here. He's me hooks. He's right here. What got me paid. All right. I used to give turmoils to defensive being and linebackers. So uh, Snead has been doing a tremendous job of those things. Uh, and so I, I think he, he's going to have he's going to have a big task on his hand now. So this will actually this with these three games, who had the best wide receivers uh, that the league has known to have this year, Devontae Adams. So that's another thing we, we got to see. So we we're gonna give Snead that because I know he'll be able to handle it. And if you know we don't have Snead on him, guess what? We got our guy McDuffie. Hey, the crime dog. Okay. 22, man, he, he's playing lights-out football. And I said, man, Trent, man, he the, the way he plays the game, okay, you can just tell his approach, the way he's able to fly around, uh, his response to the things that goes out on the field. He is trying to become, and he's doing it, the best corner in the game. And I know we, we could talk about a lot of different guys out here. There's a lot of different names. But I think he needs to be up in the conversation. I really do. I think he needs to be in the conversation as best one of the one of the best corners in the National Football League. Okay, he's just making play after play after play. So whether it's in the backfield, uh, with obviously with with the sacks, or it's the pass breakups, getting the turnovers, you know, going for a touchdown against Miami. I mean, Trent has been doing everything. He's he's been all over the place. One of the leading tacklers on the team. Uh, this guy, man, he, he's, I tell you what, slowly but surely, at, at the end of the day, quietly, he might be walking, start talking about in conversation, uh, you know, defensive player of the year. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe I'm going too far with it. Maybe I'm going too far. Okay. I'm just, because I like his game so much. I think his joker right here, man. I think, I think, shoot, he, he's, he's showing out. He's showing out. So he, he needs to be respected. Uh, but we know they got they got a, a good receiving core on the other side, uh, in Jacoby, uh, Devontae, and 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 Renfro. Renfro, what has he been doing? He's been coming about, okay. Town the guy in, in uh, uh, Mike uh, uh, Mayor, the tight end. Uh, but we're gonna leave those to Cook, okay, and we're gonna leave that to Reed. And those guys been playing a, a tremendous football as well. So it's gonna be a good look this week. I think we're gonna be fine. I think we're gonna be fine. So. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Uh, JD, you got any crazy Raider Week game stories? I absolutely. I remember Marcus Allen telling a story from when he was a chief of a bags of urine being thrown at a Chiefs team bus. Oh man, I got some really good ones. Some really good ones. This is like the one I tell all the time. And I so we go out to Oakland 
and we're leaving uh, the hotel, going to the going to the stadium. Now, mind you, while we go into the stadium, you know everybody gets ready, and it starts slowing down. Okay, maybe like five miles out. I kid you not, but honest. It looked like there was a black cloud over the arena. Okay, that just set the scene. It just looked like it was it was sunny because we we stayed on the San Francisco side. Okay, and we came over the bridge. All right? We never stayed in Oakland. Always in San Fran. Okay, go past Alcatraz. A whole different, you know, just the whole environment how it's all set up. While we're driving to the stadium, I see the black cloud over. It looks like it's about to rain. I'm just like, oh my gosh, did we just walk through the gates of hell? I mean, that's how it felt. And so while we're doing this. There are people while we're driving that have their butt cheeks outside the car mooning us. And I'm mean, flapping them in the air. I mean, they grabbing the cheeks and I, you know, making it. I'm like, yo, it's, it's, this whole scene is just crazy to me. Just absolutely crazy. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm finishing up this story, right? On this, this rated deal. Uh, Larry, how's it going, brother? You doing all right? Well, I tell you what, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> <to> my man. <laughs> That's why we got y'all. We got y'all. We got y'all. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna finish this story real quick on, on the Raiders. Okay. Finish. So, so while we while we driving to the stadium, after you know looking at all the, the cars mooning us, you know giving us a finger and oh you know y'all suck. You get up there and you see the fence, and all of a sudden you see nothing but the the Hell's Angels, right? The, the motorcycle club, and it looked like it's just thousands of them, just thousands, just miles around, and just like oh my gosh, here we go. Like this this is what we're looking. At. This is what we're looking at, right? Well, we pull into the stadium. You know, everybody's in leather pants and all the, the whole garb of, you know, the Raiders. And there's this old man that was in a wheelchair. And they, they had to, you know, get him across the, uh, the parking lot. So we the buses, had, we had to stop and wait for him, right? You know, we hold him up. Hey, you know, let me get in. So he goes. We push him across. He gets to the other side. And I'm talking about he's sitting like this in his wheelchair, like decrepit, you know, bent over. And he gives us the finger like this. Just literally give us a finger. Didn't even look at the bus. Just gives us the finger. And I'm just like, okay, that's we're we're in the building. We're in the <laughs> building. And so they're pelting us bad with batteries and everything. I mean, it's that's that's Raiders. That's the Raiders week. But man, I'm telling you that I can tell you story after story of like the Raider week and playing in that stadium. What it was all about, especially in Oakland. Uh, but. Uh, uh, Larry, I told him that we, we never stayed in Oakland. We always stayed in San Fran. We always, you know. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just weren't going to do it. We, we weren't going to do it. So, uh, but yeah, man, classic stories, classic stories. How you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, like I, I told uh, your partner there, uh, next time call me a half hour earlier. Mm. <laughs> Work it all out, right? Right. Oh, we got it done, though. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> so I've been, I'm just sitting over here just running my mouth a little bit about the, the Raider week. We're talking a little bit about the wide receivers, uh, a little bit about our defense and what the game was last week and what we're looking for this week. Uh, but I told everybody on here uh, that if there was ever a coach uh, that you needed to learn anything about the wide receiver position and could give you all the integral parts of what you need to do, how to develop guys, what guys go through. I said the person that you would have to go through, that you would want, 
is you, Larry Kirksey. That, that's that's who I would want. And I, I don't think people really understand your resume, know your resume. Maybe you can kind of help help out a little bit, kind of telling people exactly who you are. Um, I saw the video, man. And first off, uh, congratulations getting in, inducted into the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, today was a big deal. Uh, also being an e, uh, Eastern Kentucky guy from the state of Kentucky, uh, my brother, you know, I appreciate it, man. You've been doing some wonderful, beautiful, beautiful things. So, well, you know, Jason, it all started with our mentor, Coach Roy Kidd. You right. know that. And uh, it's funny. Uh, I've been truly blessed uh, to coach this great game for a long time. But, you know, I didn't get drafted. I didn't have a free agency. And I needed eight hours to graduate from college. So I said, Coach, kind of come back just to an assistant. So um, we lived in OD, right? Right. So right. he moved me out of the dorm, moved me to Tide Hall, which was the best thing in the, in the world that happened to me. So he put me out of the dorm, and I was a student coach. And so I enjoyed it so much. I graduated that December, and I decided I want to coach. I said, hey, coach, I want to coach. So he brought me back, let me do my student teaching. And then I was going to take a job at Madison Central there. And uh, he called me that summer and said, hey, Larry. He said, Miami of Ohio, Miami University is looking for a young coach. He said, I can't pay you a lot of money, but they're looking for a young coach. And uh, Miami of Ohio, you know this, is called the cradle of coaches. That's where all the great coaches come from. And here I am, 23 years old, and I'll go there, and uh, we finished tip in the country. And I'm fresh out of college. And we beat Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, people like that. So uh, that's how I got started. And uh, But at the same time, I appreciate what you said about me. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I've been coaching for a long time, and I coached running backs, tight ends, and receivers. And uh, But I can all honestly say the reason that, that I had success is because I stood on the shoulders of giants. Guys that played before me, or I tried to emulate. Guys that uh, I coached, and then the guys, you know, like the jury, the T.O.s, and Andre Johnson, the Hopkins, and, and so forth and so on. I coached those guys, and those guys were eager to learn. And uh, and I always thought I was a good coach. And, and and being a good coach is all about communicating and teaching. That's right. that's. And I always say it starts in the classroom first, and then it goes to the field. But at the same time, it's about communicating. And up until I was 63 years old, I was actually running routes. Up until oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I told the labor room and I talked to Jacoby Jones today and we we're laughing about it, you know, but, uh, but at the same time, I always threw my routes to, you know, the, the passing drills to my receivers. And so, you know, I, I had a great feel for that. And uh, that's what I say, a quarterback receiver, uh, they have a relationships. They can go and, and you see all the great relationships that those guys, Patrick Holmes and Kelsey, and Hill, when he was there, people like that have connections because they understand what those guys are going to do. It's about being on the same page. But mm -hmm. the bottom line is, is that to be a great receiver and, and or tight end like Kelsey and yourself, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you have to put the work in. And uh, I was very fortunate to coach the guys that always would put the work in. Uh, I know when I went to San Fran, you know, I coached Emmett Smith in college, coached running backs and. And in Alabama, I coached a bunch of guys. They said, well, how are you going to coach Jerry Rice? I said, I'm going to coach Jerry the same way I coach anybody else. 
And the beauty, beautiful thing about that was Barry Rice appreciated that. Those guys that, you know, know that you, know, you got their back, yes. you know, that you're going to fight for them and that you're going to look have their best interest at hand. And the thing about Jerry Rice and, and, and Teal eventually found that out and is that they're workaholics, man. They work. Yeah, you know, the Andre Johnson, they work. I, Jerry was, I had to sit down sometimes uh, because he was always up doing something. Uh, you know, in, in the NFL, you got, you know, the offense and you got the scout team players, right? right. Well, Jerry wants to run goal routes for the scout team. That's how passionate he was about the game. Uh, Jerry Rice uh, is the first guy out on the practice field. He's catching punts, kickoffs. He's out running around. So guys like that, that don't mind the first guys out. They're doing the little things. They're preparing their body. They're stretching. They're catching balls. They're working at it. those guys were able to do so but anyway like I said I've been blessed to coach a lot of great players and and I love the game and I, and right now I still teach and coach and mentor you know I told you the other day I had a chance to go to Innsbruck Austria but I'm not going to go it's a little bit too far from home and too far away but uh this great game has not changed Jason has it it's still about running throwing right. catching tackling blocking the thing that has changed in this game or the athletes. I think the athletes are better, they're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger. But I don't think the athletes are doing the little things that, you know, the guys before them did it. They take it for granted because they are gifted. And they don't, I don't think they work as hard as those guys do. And and, and it's the little things that, uh, I was watching a game the other night, the Kansas City game, wow. You know. Uh, Man. Yeah. And, and, football and it happens in every league but it's the little things it's the time that you invest it's been you know it's your job you know uh you know at the end of the day i, I like telling this story we were playing uh the new york jets i think it was and we're in overtime and uh t.o said coach get me the ball well i said t.o i said just you're gonna help us win the game just do your job and so T.O. wanted the ball. Jerry wanted the ball. Brent Jones wanted the ball. Uh, Garrison Hurst wanted the ball. You know, so all these guys want the ball. So it's only one ball, right, Jason? It's, all, it's only one ball. It's, all it's only ball. one ball. And, and uh, I said just – and then if you go back, you can Google this play. Garrison Hurst, 96-yard touchdown run. I told T.O., I said, T.O., you're going to help us win this ball game. And on that touchdown run in overtime, mm-hmm. he had four blocks, and he ran them all the way to the end zone at 96 wow. yards down the field. So you can go and Google that. But at the same time, you know, I had to say, hey, you know, just be patient. You know, during the week, we may throw Jerry in 707, eight balls, and the other six balls, one goes to T.O., J.J. Stokes, Brent Jones, and the running back. But I said, in the game now, you got to prepare, be, be prepared because – in the game, you know, if you're not ready for the ball, that ball's going to come your way. That's right. And true enough, those guys catch four or five, six balls a ball game. But they may only catch four or five during the week. But on game day, they catch four or five, six, and the game winner. So uh, 
just like T.O. Prince. I love telling stories. You guys got time, right? Oh, yeah. We got plenty of time. That's right. You, you remember, the, remember the catch the White um, uh, made for the 49ers, right? Oh, yeah, in the back of the end zone. Oh, yeah. Back in the end zone, okay. Well, we're playing uh, the Green Bay Packers for the NFC, you know, semifinals. Mm-hmm. And um, the Green Bay goes down the scores with two minutes to go in the ball game. And Teal had a great year. This is his uh, second year. He had a great year. And uh, for some reason, he can't catch a cold. The sun's in his eyes. He's dropping balls. He's doing this and that. And so we're in two minutes to go in the ball game. We're going to get the ball on the 20-yard line. And uh, they take, said, take T.O. out of the ball game. And so I said, hey, Mooch, let's, let's put T.O. back in the ball game because we're in a two-minute drive now with, with Jerry and J.J. Stokes mm-hmm. and a tight end and two backs. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. <laughs> two so minutes? I said, no. I said, Mooch, let's put T.O. back in the ball game. So two plays later, he catched the catch, too in the middle of the field for the touchdown. That's right. You know, you can see him crying. But at the oh, same God. time, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. guys going to have bad games. And, and you know, you got to accept it sometimes. Hey, there's a bad day. You got to come back and go to work. But, you know, to penalize a guy and, and get mad at a player, you know, for not doing his job, then when you know he's had a great year. So you got to find a way to get him back in the ball game. And thank God, Moots listened to me. We put him back in the ball game. He caught that pass, and you know we ended up going on, you know, losing in the championship. But at the same time, you got to do that. But uh, like I said, you know, there's stories and stories you could talk about and about the game itself. But the game is still a, a great game, without a doubt. It's a fantastic game, and uh, and I spent a lot of time watching, you know, college football. Uh, I even go to a high school game on occasion. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Thursday and, and Sundays, you know, NFL. Yeah. So. I tell you what, man, that, that, that's a lot of good stuff you just had right there. You know, and, and you kind of answered, you know, a lot of the questions that I had. Uh, but but one of the things, like you saying that the guy's going to have a bad game. Okay. Mm-hmm. We understand that. It's the NFL. Like nothing's going to be perfect. We, we practice to try to be perfect. We try to have perfect plays in practice. Right. So it looks seamless in the game. You're trying to, you know, everything looks mm-hmm. like it's supposed to. Absolutely. Uh, but you you putting in an exorbitant amount of effort okay, to try to be that guy. Uh, it's what you're hoping for. And even still, even still, you may still have a bad game. Like you said, T.O. I remember, I remember that play. I remember him catching the ball, getting blasted, mm-hmm. the ball, coming up so emotional on the sideline, people trying yeah. to grab him, and he's almost un, in, in, un, inconsolable, right? Yes, true. And, and you could just see the emotion because he understood he had such a bad game but that was like that release. He had he relieved knowing, man, I'm still that guy, right? The time when you was telling my coach was telling me this. So sometimes when you know it's when we'll, we may have doubts. We have a bad game. We might start having doubts in ourselves. Like, man, what is going on today? I'm just I'm not having a good game. It is just everything is going terrible, right? Your, your, your cleats don't, you know, look too big. You know, your gloves like that, you know, doesn't fit. And you just think somebody doesn't mess with you, you don't quite understand what's going on. But I, I, I do believe, and I heard I heard Peyton Manning say this, and we know this also. Uh Peyton Manning and those guys, when when it happened, you know, they do the little telecast on when they do Monday mm-hmm. night football and we're talking. Yeah. And they was like, Oh man, I can't believe you dropped it. Peyton Manning said, Well, he's got to go right back to him. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. That's what Peyton Absolutely. said. Yes. Absolutely. He's got to go right back to him. And I, I think people don't quite understand. And I was just talking about this before. It's like one snap and clear. Mm -hmm. Right? That, that's what it is. Good things and bad things. It's got to be one snap and clear. It's out of your mind. Absolutely. So, part of going right back to him and just letting him know, look, I didn't lose confidence in you. All right? I know you can make plays for me, so I'm going to make sure that I'm going to keep relying on you. Okay? I'm going to tank on me. Right? We know how the tank is. Don't, don't go on the tank. Don't bow your head. Get over there. And, you know, you're throwing your helmet. And don't do that. Okay? Because at some point, we're going to need you. Absolutely. Some point, I don't know. It, it may not be today. Today wasn't your day, but mm -hmm. some point when we get into the playoffs or pivotal part of the game, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to need you to come in big for us. And so I thought that was just like what you just said. You know, you got to get him back in the game. You got to get him back in the ball game. And so I'm glad, like you're talking to them. Though those things are so important. I think fans don't quite understand. They don't quite get mm -hmm. it. Right, because you you're the worst guy in the world when you drop a pass and lose a game, and it man, the next thing you know, cut him, get rid of him, you know, sell your house. I mean, there's been so many skits and memes they put out here on Twitter for to get rid of MBS, and you know, and I, I just you know I, I don't buy into any of it at all because yeah. I understand how hard it is being in the arena. We understand as as being in the arena what those things mean. Okay, we're regular people. We go through the emotional things. Nobody wants to drop a pass. Nobody no. wants to be that guy. But we understand the pressure that we have. What I think, and, and you you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. Do you think, and 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 do you think that some of the some of these things are lost? Like you're talking about some of the techniques, or maybe the working hard, the efforts, and you said the little things. Okay. The little things that guys concentrate on back in the day that I knew that guys didn't take for granted. Like you said, Jerry, here he is, Hall of Famer. We already know first ballot, best wide receiver in the game. And he's out there the first one out in practice, catching punts, catching balls. And he's the last one to leave. So he put in extra effort. He put in the time. And well, I think so. Go ahead, finish, finish. finish. No, I was, was going to say, uh, this, this young group of receivers, this young class, like you said, because they're so dependent upon their talent that they don't feel like it's necessary to go in and do all the little things. You know, they're the first one to jump in the car and head back up to practice. You know, they're ready to get out of there. Right? <laughs> they're ready to get out of there, ready to go hey. home and do whatever they're doing at home, right? Absolutely. And I think part of that, again, it goes into coaching too because, you know, If you want to know what kind of player, if you want to know what kind of coach you are, if you want to know what kind of coach you are, and you cut the film on, and if you see that player doing what he's supposed to do, then you're a pretty damn good coach. You see mm -hmm. that player dropping passes and acting up and cussing guys out and, you know, not doing the, the little things. Yeah. And, you know, something's wrong. Then either you're allowing that to happen or that's what you're coaching. Woo. Oh, my goodness. You're allowing that to happen. That's what you're coaching. And uh, Jerry Rice, for instance, I love talking about Jerry and T.O. and, and all those guys. Uh, i never forget, uh, we played um, uh, Washington Redskins opening night, Monday night football, when they, they first opened the stadium up. And Jerry was coming back off his knee injury. 
and he caught a post pass, and he was running for a touchdown, about 40 yards down the field, and he caught by he got caught by Daryl Green. <laughs> oh, yeah. Daryl Green gonna catch he he catching everybody. He catching everybody. Yeah, he caught another pass, and then all of a sudden, Jerry uh, waved for me to come over to him, you know, and um, and I did. And he said, "You think I'm going to be the third wheel on this JJ Stokes Terrell Orange?" He said, "You're crazy." And I walked away, and Moots walked by, and he grabbed Moots and spun him around, and said, "Hey," and then Moots said, "What's wrong with Jerry?" I said, "Coach, just leave him alone. He's fine. We're winning like 40, 40 something seven, you know. We're just killing him." <laughs> yeah. So after every game, I go to the back of the plane after it, win or lose. I go to the back of the plane. This particular night, I did. Because, you know, we're playing in D.C., the game's over, and we land back in San Francisco like 4 or 5 in the morning. You get a couple hours of sleep. You go down to the office. Well, I, I go to the office that morning, and there's my lights on my phone that's lit up. There's a message, and it's Jerry Rice. He said, Coach, I don't apologize for last night. He said, uh, you know, you're like a father figure to me. He said, you know, you know, we're cool. He said, I apologize. So I'll go down later on that day. He's down in the training room. And I see him on the table already and get nice up. And I said, hey, Jerry, what's up? He said, coach, so you really pissed me off last night. I started laughing like I have now. I said, what do you mean? He said, when I was talking to you, turned and walked away. And I said, Jerry, you know me. If I'd have stayed there, you and I have been fighting on national TV. <laughs> and he started laughing. He said, you're right, coach. You're right. <laughs> Jerry was like this. You know, when guys weren't doing what they're supposed to do, he yeah. would look at me and I'd look at him. And my lip would quiver. He said, oh, shit. He said, all right, guys, let's pick this up. But that's the relationship we had. I could say to Jerry, hey, he's Jerry. For T.O., the young receivers, and J.J. Stokes, I said, hey, Jerry, today I'm going to rip your butt in the meeting. He said, okay, coach. So I would say, you know, just rip it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden I'll just let the film run when he does something. Like I said, he should have gone inside and he went outside. So I just went back and forth. He said, and Jerry said, hey, coach, I probably should have gone outside probably, right? And I said, yeah, you're right. But that's the relationship you have. You got to find a way to make them think it's, it's more, it's both of you guys communicating. And right. then there's nothing in the world those guys won't do for you. I mean, that's just the way I co- I'm always coached, you know. And I don't scream and yell. In fact, um, if I scream and yell, you can ask anybody I've ever coached. They say something's wrong. Mm. I don't scream and yell. And they call it hard coaching. Well, my hard coaching is, is I'm going to pull you next to me. and I'm going to pinch you probably a little bit in the side. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pinch you a little bit and say, hey, why don't you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Just you and I, and very un- unassuming. But I'm not going to sit there and scream and yell at you. That just because I didn't like it as a player myself. Right. So right. that's not hard coaching. Hard coaching is when you can pull them aside and say, "Hey, man, next time make sure you get a little bit more depth on that route. Make sure you get inside rather than outside, and just talk to them." And uh, you know that video they did for me going to the Hall of Fame. It was unbelievable because every scene was me just talking to the guys communicating yeah. yeah and and to me that's what it's all about because if you do that it's nothing they won't do for you they'll play they'll, they'll play like it's the last down of the ball game even though it's only the first down you know that's what you get out of those guys 
man, it, it, it is so true. And I, I've always wanted to be that coach uh, that I wanted. And I would take a little bit from every coach that I had, all the great coaches. And we know bad coaches. We, we do. We know some some terrible coaches. Like that whole that hard coaching, some of those things, right? Like the, the dog cussing you, yeah. okay, thinking they're going to get it out of you. And so you can't do it to grown men up in the NFL. First off, you, you might you might really be fighting on the sideline for one. Okay. <laughs> you some hands around your neck. Okay. Let's be honest here. Uh, but yeah. but also too, you, you got to find how to get the most out of guys. And so we know it's all about respect. We respect the player and he respects you. And you come to him and he knows that you have his best interest at heart. Absolutely. Like you said, when you know he had that you have his back in every situation. He can trust that. He can trust that. And almost like it's a, it's a, it is a friend. It's a friend relationship that you have because he knows he could come to you with anything. You could tell him anything and, and, and you'll be honest with him, right? Good or bad. Hey, sometimes you might not like what I had to say, but I'm going to tell you the truth, right? I mean, it's it's, it's going to be coach. So I've always loved coaches like that. I always wanted to be a type of coach like that. And I, and I was. I, I took it a heart like, look, I'm not going to dog cuss anybody. Now, I might cuss a little bit around them, right? Get a little, little loud, okay? Because I'm animated. I get animated. You know, I'm a tight end. I, I play defensive end. I saw that at defensive end first, coach. Uh, uh-huh. and he, I know. Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I, I got a little bit of at, at, at that craziness in me, okay? Yeah. But I also understand that there's a there's a temperament and a measure that you, you want to have when you are communicating with your guys, okay? Mm-hmm. And – we, there's there's a situation now with the Chiefs, okay? They have a young a wide receiver coach, all right? And you said it there that sometimes when you watch what's going on on film, that could be an indication of the coaching. It could be an indication of maybe what they're being told. Now, obviously, we don't know the relationships or how the dynamics work inside of the building, right? Because every team is different. We, mm-hmm. we understand that. Uh, every coaching style is different. But some of the things that I do see uh, in some of the route running, there's no there's no crisp routes. There's no setting them up for, you know, getting out of the break, creating separation, right? They're saying all oh, these guys don't get open. But I'm sitting there saying he didn't do anything to set him up. He, he didn't do anything to buy back any of his real estate. Okay, you know, you know how we talk about that, getting your real estate back. And so what that means is, you know, we want to set a guy up to create that space. Uh, and one one of the plays in the game is uh, they were looking probably uh, corner came and pressed on him. I think the guy was going to run a post, not quite sure, but he stacked it to get mm-hmm. on top of him, right? But he he didn't go back outside. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you saw you yeah. saw it, yeah. Okay, yeah. and I was like, well, great, he stacked it. Okay, he got him on his back hit. He's now he's got the corner. He's you know he's got everything he needs to do. Now he just needs to finish the play, right? That's right. Yeah. It would have been yeah. it would have been masterful. It would have been masterful. You could have taken a, a play like that if it all worked out well, catching on sideline, and you could have took it to a clinic. Mm-hmm. He easily yeah. said he, he helped the, the quarterback gain a little bit more of that real estate on the outside. Now he can catch the ball on the outside shoulder. Now he has room to run, maybe stiff arm, and get up the field almost score. Okay. okay. So it, it just seems like sometimes that they're just it's off key. It just seems like they're not the communication, right? You mm-hmm. said it, this is it's paramount. Okay. It's imperative that you have great communication. We're in week 
10, at the 10, week 10, right? It was week 10. And I get this is a young group. Okay. You got the, the veteran guy that you got on there is MBS. He's the oldest guy in the group. Uh, we, we were politicking to get older veterans on the team. I mean, because we just feel like the veterans needed, especially when you have a young group of guys, to teach them how to be professionals. Okay. Mm-hmm. To kind of show them the ropes a little bit about what it is you need to do, what it work at the work. But a veteran could help a guy like that say, hey, man, listen, when you run this route, okay, you did a great job getting on top of the Now, you know, fade back outside for the catch. Like, we got to work on those things. So, like those things you work on in practice. And so when we, we got this young wide receiver coach, we don't quite know what's going on, what's being said. But it is, I have to say, it is coaching. As part of it is the coaching. It is a coaching. I'm, and I'm look. I'm not going to speak disparately on anybody, but I know you will be very particular on what it is you want these guys to do, and what route you want them to run. Well, yeah. well, the thing about it is, is that you know, again, I don't know who the receiver coach is, but I'm sure that you know, hey, he's 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 doing his diligence to, to make sure the guys are doing, you know, what what the, what you know, Andy and and the offensive coordinator wants them to do. You know, I watch a lot of football, and I was in San Francisco. You know what a drive is, you oh, know, yeah. basically and all that. But anyway, so we put in a slot formation, and and this is in I want to say '96, '97, maybe, and uh, and say okay, so we're going to run, and everybody runs it. They take the slot and fade him on the outside, and the outside guy comes underneath. Okay. We call it big box back in the day because it, all that sideline with this guy holding the corner here, you got all that room out there to work. The guy drops back, you come underneath. We yeah. call it big box. And sitting there. And I sit at the TV and I yell at the TV sometimes because the guys are running, and some guys run it perfect, and some guys are running to the sideline. Why would you run a route to the sideline to help the DB? He forces you wide. Uh, I watch guys run go routes on the outside. And, and, and you're getting all the way to the sideline. You don't stack anybody, like what you were saying. And I was a stickler about that, and most coaches are sticklers about it. But that's just the way I've always taught it. You know, you, And to me, you take best release. If I'm getting pressed, yes. if I'm getting pressed, mm-hmm. I'm going to take best release. I don't care if I'm running a slant, if I'm running a go, if I'm running a comeback. I guess you could say, how can you run a comeback on an inside release if he's pressing me? Because if I take an inside release, and what's his job? He said, don't get beat where? Deep, right? That deep. means he's got to run fast to do what? Catch up. Catch up. So if he's running right. fast to catch up, I'm going to throw him by. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just by any route. But, uh, you know, you know about running slants, running hitches, running curls. But when you run, and they've step routes, right? But mm-hmm. if you get press coverage now, how can you take steps now? You can't take steps anymore. you got to take what? Yard. Yard. You can, you know, to make everything time up. Yes. And uh, it's one thing that I've always prided myself in doing. And Bill Walsh uh, co-signed, and, he's, and, and he didn't know I was doing this already. Uh, he said to Mary Uchi, he said, you need to have all the coaches make drill tapes. That's what he said. Mm. And so the coaches had to make drill tapes. I already had not drill tape because 
I go out and do drills. And I've got a YouTube 49er drill tape. That's my, you can see guys doing running my drills and, and me out there sometimes. But I got all those drills that I've worked, whether it's uh, route, whether it's, it's push crack, whether it's stop block. And I got a run game. And it's all about teaching. But, but I think that, you know, coaches should, you know, drill the route. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's easy in the game. Oh, yeah. the only, one other thing I would say, Jason, is about uh, receiver play. Uh, Jerry Rice. He had J.J. Stokes. But Terrell Orange came to us in the third round. Um, and Terrell Orange came to us with some branches. He didn't have a route tree. He had some branches. <laughs> and he had some branches. Okay. And the very first pass that Steve Young threw to Terrell Owens, a third round draft pick, guess what Terrell did to it? It's a patent go. Guess what happened? Yeah. He dropped it. I said, oh my gosh. And Terrell, I tell the story all the time. I said, what have we done? <laughs> I wanted him, you know, but here's a guy. But, but what Terrell did, he emulated Jerry. Mm-hmm. He watched Jerry. And 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 all pretty soon he was running around just like Jerry, and, and you know, and uh, it got to a point that hey, if he can do it, I can do it. I mean that was his mo, and he's right. a good enough athlete, he really was, oh, and yeah. uh, probably one of the most. Another guy was uh, J D Stokes. J D Stokes is six five. Now yeah. I've got some drill tapes on him. Will blow uh-huh. your mind of him running routes. At six five, and every time I get my drill tapes out, the first thing they ask, "Who is this guy right here? Who's this eighty three? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. And so it's just a teaching tape to run a basic, to run a go, to run a dig, to run a corner, to run a slant. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, but that's what I pride myself in is that hey, it's man to man. He's press. I don't want you standing up in the air. I don't want you running in place. I want you to go one, two, and go. Because that DB's toe, if he gets his hands on you, he's got you. But if he doesn't get his hands on you, he's got to fight to catch up. Mm -hmm. And so that's just – it's always been my MO to try to, you know, best release, play fast, play under control. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I've had fun doing it, but I've had some great players to coach. And if they listen, and they did. It was easy. The game was a lot easier for those guys. Yeah. When when I'm when I'm looking at this and what what do these guys go now? Okay, because you don't have a Jerry Rice there to to teach a to. You got the young group of guys. MVS being the the older the elder statesman, you know, which he had a like really third wide receiver up in Green Bay comes to Kansas City to be the guy, the number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have that guy. You don't have that toolage, okay? The closest mm-hmm. guy that you got there is maybe Travis Kelsey, but he's playing tight end, okay? And Travis and Patrick's on a whole different wavelength with each other. They, they're on a whole different wavelength. So they can't really emulate what Travis Kelsey does because Travis is running some of his, his own routes, you know? Okay. And, and, and and I said this, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to stand by this. I said when Travis runs his, his own routes, sometimes what it may do, and you'll see this, that there's three guys in the same area, okay, 
and it may mess up the integrity of some of the, the, the route running and some of the plays. Mm-hmm. But the Christmas I see of the, 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 the wide receivers, there's no snap. There's no exploding out. Al, Al Saunders in practice used to tell us every route that you run is a nine route. I don't care what it is. It's from flat, if it's an out, it's a basic, it's a comeback. Everything is a nine route, right? That's what you got to show them. That's what you got to show them. Because that's how that's how you get open. As you beat them with speed, like you said. If, if somebody sees you flying like a bat out of hell, that corner, he's got to get on his horse. He has to, right? All right. And with that said, this my last point for you is okay. there's a guy named Andre Johnson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who did he have to emulate? I coached Andre for seven years. Who mm. did he have to emulate? Nobody. He was the guy down there. He started with him, right? He he had nobody yeah. to emulate. And, uh, you know, I got him after his third, fourth year, I guess. And and it was unbelievable what he could do. I mean, a guy that big That's and right. the routes he could run. And he would have had 30 more touchdowns if the, if the ball had been thrown out there where he didn't have to slow down to catch it and get tackled. <laughs> But that's how good he was. Yeah. And nobody, and I love Jerry, I love T.O., love J.J., uh, Jacoby Jones. I love them all. But nobody would go across the middle like he could and catch in traffic. That dig route, or, you know, or the curl, or the post. And uh, he took some licks, but, I mean, the guy was phenomenal. Yes, he and, was. Uh, for him to do the piece of work that he did, with the quarterbacks that he had. And, and Matt Schaub did some good things early on for him. But right. after that, he had nobody. You're right. The body of work that he did is phenomenal. And uh, it's a shame he didn't get in on the first round. And, you know, I think he should have, if you consider the body of work and what he had to do all by himself. And then he ended up having some guys to help him out, the Kevin Walters, Andre Davis, Jacoby Jones, people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little guy named David Anderson who even sparked us at time. But at the same time, the things that he did, uh, it, it's just monumental that, you know, it was unbelievable. So, but uh, yeah, he'll get his one day. But at the same time, uh, that, that's another guy, the body of work. I mean, he worked his butt off, man. I mean, he competed. And that's the other thing is just that, uh, you know, I love guys that play basketball as a receiver because they can get in and out of the breaks and cross over and, and things right. of that nature. But, uh, you know, I'd look at receivers now, like I said, some of them are just playing basketball. They're playing jump ball. That's right. They're not, they're not creating separation. They're playing jump ball. And and, uh, and they're making plays. Yeah, I know Chris Carter had to end his career was phenomenal. He could play with the best. Oh, my body gosh. Guys up. I mean, unbelievable. But, uh, you know, but, you know, and some guys are doing that. But the game hasn't changed. It really hasn't. The athletes have, and like Tyreek Hill's a whole new, different kind of guy. So is Waddell. And, and uh, I, the guy I love is that Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah. Heard, he just plays. Yes. He, he don't complain. He's uh-huh. so unassuming, man. I mean, and Brown's good, but Devontae, that's that's my kind of guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tore, he tore stills in the game, and I, and I knew they were going to start going to him. I, I, yeah. I knew. When when, yeah. when Steve shut down AJ, I'm just like the, the natural progression. You got to go to Devontae Smith. Why wouldn't you? Right? 
and he torches it and, and right people so that yeah. was just Mitch Mack. I would never put look, I would timeout. We got a safety on Devontae's timeout right now. Immediately. <laughs> you know, <laughs> take tech out of it. We need we we need tech. Yeah. But <laughs> tech. there's a lot of good receivers in the league. There really are. And 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 like you said, you know, hey, uh they all they all want to catch five, six, seven, eight balls, and then there's some guys that, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not, not going to go there. <laughs> so, Coach, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask. Uh, one of the big things that we talked about in the show is in regards to the run game, right? Is when a running back has eight carries, seven carries, and then you go away from the run game, then you come back to him in the fourth quarter, he doesn't really get to a rhythm. And we talked about that with Andy Reid kind of going away from the run sometimes mm-hmm. in the second mm-hmm. half. But the one thing that everyone's bringing up now with the receivers. It's the fact that we have kind of a, a seven-man rotation at receivers. There's not like a, a fixture of three or four guys who are in there at all times. It's seven guys kind of rotating. And one of the things that's kind of been talked about is the kind of the lack of a rhythm for receivers. And that's something you don't usually hear about. You usually hear about the lack of a, a rhythm with the, with the running back getting touches or getting carries. Do you kind of see that um, as far as, you know? Well, first of all, uh, I'll try to answer the question for you. Uh you have a number one receiver, right? You have a number two receiver. You have a number three receiver. Uh, if one of those guys run down the field two or three times, he come, he needs a break? Yeah. But other than that, you stay in the game. I see guys, you know, tapping out. I see running backs tapping out. Yeah. You, you can't tap out. The great ones don't tap out. And so uh, most of the time you dress five receivers in the, in the league. You know, and two of them's got to play special teams. That's right. But the other three, they got to play. You know, and again, uh, eight play drive, so what? Nine, nine play drive, okay. But these, that's why in practice, I hope I can answer this question for you. We never ran sprints after practice as receivers. And I coached receivers in the league for 17 years. And then some other places, you know, USFL and XFL. We never run up to practice. Why do you think that is? Because we don't run in practice. That's right. Every pass we catch, we're going to go 30, 40 yards down the field. You got to come back. Yeah. But but you run continuously, nonstop. And so when the game comes, it's easy. There's no tapping out. I just see guys tap out, and it's just, hold on. Running backs, you ran two or three – Two or three plays. And I coach running backs too. And I say, this is your series. Go. Yeah. That that's your series. Your next series, series are right, you up? All right. Now, next year he's back up. Now, if a guy gets tired on a long drive, he wants to tap out. Yeah, okay, that's fine. You guys handle that. But no, this is your series. Two or three plays? No, no tapping out. No. Now, I know in the NFL you got a third down back. They say to come in for the passing game, and I get that. But, uh, you know, back in the day, we didn't have a third down back. No. You know, you do now, you know, but, you know, A-chain, you know, yeah, you, I think he can run a first, second, and third down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think the guy, uh, uh, you know, Swill, I like your guy, uh, McKinnon, I love. Yes. But I also really love. 
the kid from Rutgers. Is it Rutgers or Temple? Yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers, yeah. Check the Oh, yeah. man. Rutgers. That yeah. guy, I love him because here's a guy that's a quarterback, he's a running back. And to watch him play and the things that he does, it's just – but I know why, you know, McKinney's is a talented player. I, I get that one now. Mm-hmm. And the other guy from LSU, I know he came in as a rookie and did a lot of good things. But, again, hey, you're going to play your, your horses. You know, I coached running backs at Florida. University of Florida. I had four first-round draft choices. Yeah, Noah Anderson, John L. Williams, Lorenzo Hampton, and Emmett Smith. And when I got the job, the coach asked me, he said, how are you going to coach these thoroughbreds? I said, da, da, da. He said, oh, bull crap. He said, you get them to the gate and you let them run. <laughs> That's right. So during the week, I made sure they knew what to do, how to do it, and then on game day, let them go. And, and man, did they go, wow. So to answer your question is that I get it, but after a while, you get in the playoffs. Are you going to play seven guys? Or are you going to play the main guys? Better be your main guys. Yep. I mean, you got to play You got to play your horses. You know, if somebody goes down, yeah. he's got. But that guy, the thing about backups, okay, Gary Kubiak, he loves telling this story. He had the greatest job in the world, backing up John Elway. Oh, yeah. When John Elway went down, he went and played and played well. Emmett Smith, I coached Emmett Smith, right? I coached three of Emmett Smith's backups. Three. I coached Kervin Richards, who played at Pitt for me, Emmett's backup. I coached Dirk Lassick at Alabama, who played for me, Emmett's backup. And I coached Sherman Williams at Alabama, Emmett's backup. The greatest job in America to back up Emmett. The greatest <laughs> job. <laughs> when you get a chance, don't fumble the ball. Just do what you're supposed to do. You know, when I die and come back, you know what I want to do? What? I want to be the catcher that warms up the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest job in the world. I want to come back as a defensive line coach. What are you really coaching? What are you doing? You know? You let these guys go. Let them go. Uh, we need ball, get ball. That's what you need to do. How about absolutely. that? Okay. I hope I answered your question. But, you know, like I said, you get to the playoffs. I mean, I know when the, the first Super Bowl we won, they said after the last season, they said, all right, you can see a different practice, different. The atmosphere was totally different. I mean, just unbelievable mm-hmm. how these guys prepared. And it, it was easy. It was easy. And, and, and you know this also, too. It don't matter how much money you make it. If you're not getting the job done, they're going to put the guy out there who's, who's, who's doing the job, who's making the plays. We had a guy, you know, uh, Justin Watson, that got 11 targets in the game. Rasheed yeah. Rice, who was our work horse, we got in. And, you know, yeah. obviously, Rasheed deserves that. He's putting in the time and effort. He's been making plays. That was a little lopsided. And so – I think because of the Chiefs, how they do things a little bit differently. Uh, and anybody, everybody's interchangeable. That's that's how it works with the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. I say it's, it's more of a – it's a small man offense, okay? Because if you look at their, you know, the you know the body type, what they're looking for, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of motions, fit into windows and holes. Uh, it's not the big J.J. Stokes or – Terrell Owens that you see as a receiver in, in Kansas City. It's just not. You know, you got the smaller guys. 
that they like, which is fine. But but I do believe there is something with that as far as like in the rotation of the game, you got to have your your core guys in the game playing. I, I never understand either. You, you could not get a, a veteran to tap out. He he wouldn't want to come out of the game. He'll wave you off. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Now I'll come, and you almost had to go out there and go grabbing, coach. Right? I mean, <laughs> I got. I, I got. Go ahead. I got another story to tell you. I just sometimes you got to go out there and say, man, just take a break real quick. Just one snap. I just need you for a second, okay? I just need you. Just to tell you something, all right? But go ahead. Yeah. All right. My last story. I know I've got a bunch of stories. I'm coaching well, I'm coaching at University of Florida. And Emma's a freshman. And we're playing Miami and Emma's pulling on my pants. Coach, put me in. Put me in. Ah, just hold on. Because I'm trying to let the guy, you know, it's been there. And waited his turn. So we lose that game like 34 to 7. Emmett rushed five times for 20 yards. The next week, we're playing at home. And uh, the kickoff tours, and we drive and we got a first down, and I put him in the ball game. And the running back did this. He said, Get out. No, I ain't coming out. Emmett ran back off the field. I said, What's up? He said, He wouldn't come out. I said, Next play, get in there. The guy came off the field. Emmett touched the ball, went 64 touchdown. Finished the day like 15 carries, 160 yards, two oh. touchdowns. The next week, we played the University of Alabama with Dwight Thomas, with Thomas and and uh, Bennett and all those guys. I think it was. And we, I mean, he starts a true freshman, rushed like 32 times, 195 yards, a couple of touchdowns. We beat Alabama, who just beat Penn State. That's how Emmett got. And from then on, he didn't leave the field. And I'm just saying, all of a sudden, you know, those guys, you know, want to tap out. The guy didn't, he knew if he came out of the ball game and Emmett got in the game, it was over. That's right. Yeah. It was over. And, and true enough, it's a great story. But the guy ended up playing in the league, too. You know? Okay. okay. Uh, but uh, it's just uh, amazing that, you know, hey, if you got it, you got it. And then you got you to gotta do it. You know, you got to show it. But uh like I said, this is a great game, man, and uh, the game hasn't changed. And uh, I think if you want to be great, you can be great. That's up to you, you know. And if you and if you're not good enough, you're just not good enough. Uh, I wasn't good enough to get to the league. I thought I was get an opportunity. I said no, but I knew I wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew I wanted to coach in college, win a national championship, want to coach in the NFL, win a Super Bowl. And, did that and then go get a couple of USFL on the side, which is a that that's God's favor though. I didn't, you know, that's right. God. That's his right. favor upon me. You know, so but that's why I have a chance to give back. I want to give back and teach and and, and I can't take it with me. Right. Yeah. But uh like I said, at some point in time, like I said, I like giving back, I like teaching and showing guys, hey, if this guy can do it, you can do it. And, uh, but, uh, every, you know, every route's different. A slant's different from a hitch. A hitch versus press man, Jason, you see it running all the time. It's now a stop route, but you got to sell what route? Go. Go route. That's right. And at eight yards, that ball's got to be in the air and he's going to back patch it, you know, back mm-hmm. shoulder you. So, yeah, you know, like I said, it's just a teaching and, uh, I like teaching and, uh, I guess I'm going to do it until that time comes when I have to go up there and teach. <laughs> so. Well, Coach, listen, you, you, you will give a wealth of knowledge to any of the coaches, especially the players 
they would all benefit you are rich every single one of them just with your knowledge and this this is your personality who you are i mean really and i think that that really tells a tale uh it's not just the guys that you have coached but actually who you are right and how they speak about you and that that, that says a lot that says a lot and so I gave Marcus the video. I wanted to show the video of you, you getting into the uh, Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, just guys, you know, just, you know, kind of congratulating you, but thanking you for what you what you meant to them uh, in that. It, you don't mind? If, can we show that? You don't mind, do you? Fired up. Okay. All right. It's, it's queued up. All right. All right. I paid my dues time after time. Done my sentence, but committed no crime and bad mistakes. I've made a few. Coach Larry Kersey, congratulations on being inducted into the Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame. You deserve it. Thank you for pushing me to be the best football player I could possibly be. And something that still lives with me today, you told me, you said, Jerry, sometimes you got to smell the roses. I could never do that because I was always working to be the best football player I could possibly be the next year. I want to say to you, Larry Kersey, you are the GOAT. You are the greatest of all time. And I really, really thank you. I appreciate you. And I love you. That was awesome. That's well. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you, Coach. I hope that just paid homage to to you, just a little bit of just showing that for us, showing respect, 
we appreciate you so much for coming on the show and giving yeah. all the knowledge. Uh, we'd love to have you back sometime. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> I, we have to figure it out. We, we want to put your time up. Well, your rating may go down. You may not want me back. <laughs> no. Hey, listen, hey, in the, we're looking at the chats, man. And everybody's like, please come to Kansas City. We would love to have you here, consulting or whatever. You got to come. They're, they're uh, ready to get you here in Kansas City. <laughs> they will put together a GoFundMe or whatever to get you in the Chiefs building, man. I'm, I promise you they will. I promise you I know it. That's awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, and coach, let's do it again. But before you go, uh, I do want to ask, because I noticed, obviously, you coached with the, with the Texans. And there was that, in that clip right there it was you and DeAndre Hopkins standing next to each other. This whole offseason, J.D. and I were trying. We were pleading with the Chiefs to go get DeAndre Hopkins. There was rumors that we we had a conversation, but once OBJ signed in Baltimore, that contract, he, he, wanted, he wanted more than what was initially talked about. But how was you? How great would DeAndre Hopkins fit in, in the Chiefs' offense? Well, I think he would definitely make plays that someone no one else could make on the ball. Uh, i never forget, I coached him his, you know, we drafted him as a rookie, and we come to Kansas City Chiefs. My last story, I keep telling you, it's my last story. I love him. We played the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, and you're in cover two, Jason, mm-hmm. and we call all go. Two verticals inside, two verticals outside. Yep. You're in cover two. And DeAndre went outside. And I just said to you earlier, why would you go outside and get forced out of bounds, right? That DB jumped outside, you go inside, stack him back. Now you got two on one on the safety. And he catches the ball for a 56-yard touchdown pass against the Kansas City Chiefs as a rookie. And the coach in the box was yelling, he went inside. He He can't go inside. It's a goal. It's a goal route. He mm-hmm. takes best release. You, you don't say he can't go inside. Well, why would you say that? And uh, but anyway, what, but, what yeah, you, what, he, he would he would have made you guys a good good team. He'd have made you a good team, Andre DeAndre. Whatever. He still can do it. He sure can. Oh, yeah. Everybody kept saying he was washed up, coach. I'm like, man, you talking about the most prolific wide receiver in the past ten years? Y'all yeah. crazy. Yeah. Y'all are crazy. No. Hey, just he's one of those guys. Just put the ball up. He's gonna get it. He ain't gonna drop yeah. it. He's gonna he's gonna go get it. So right, Coach. Thank you so much. Uh, right, look, hey, happy Thanksgiving. God bless you for everything that you've been doing. Uh, thank you again so much for just coming on the show and talking to us. Uh, and uh, we appreciate it. The fans appreciate it. They're telling you how, how much just love you and your stories. Uh, and I know you got you got. Thousands of them, thousands of well, them. So the, the best one though is the story getting on the show tonight. That's the one you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we made it, Coach. Hey, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Yeah. That's a hit. All right, guys. <laughs> love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate it. And uh, for all our fans out there, happy Thanksgiving to you all. We hope you guys have an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, we loved everyone being in the chat again. Another long show, but I'm sure everyone was loving those stories. I thought, I know I was. Um, but yeah, amazing show. We hope everyone has an amazing Thanksgiving with your family. Um, if you got turkey bowls, I hope everyone drinks a hydrate, stretches beforehand. I, I got my turkey ball on Friday, so I uh, hope everyone you know injury free. We can get home and uh, enjoy uh, some Thanksgiving uh, food.
Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Happy Thanksgiving, Marcus, to you and your family and to everybody out here in Chiefs Concerns world. Uh, thank you for showing up, hearing the wealth of knowledge, but more importantly, uh, be safe. God bless each and every one of you and to your families. Y'all take care. And yes, even what about the Eagles? Yes to y'all, the Eagles too. I see an Eagles fan in the chat, man. All right, God bless you as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, be safe, more important than anything else. And uh, at the end, go Chiefs, okay? <laughs> we'll, we'll come see y'all. We'll come see y'all, Eagles. It's going to be in the Super Bowl, so believe it, all right? But everybody stay safe, all right? And thank you very much, all right? Okay? And uh, just a reminder, schedule update, Friday night, we'll still be on for our betting show, and that's where we'll have our uh, prediction. So I, I think the prediction will fit in nicely with our betting show uh, for the Raiders game on Sunday. So so Friday yeah. night betting show, Sunday after uh, the Raiders game, we'll have our post-game show on Bleacher Report. So. God, I wish we still got some more content coming your guys' way. So, again, love you, J.D. I hope everyone in the Dunn household has a fantastic Thanksgiving, my man. Appreciate it, my brother. Love you, too. All right. Hi, everybody. Have a good night, everyone. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.